All right, here we go. Episode 25, Bike Shop Boyfriend, starts now. Welcome back, all Bike Shop Boyfriend listeners. I'm your host, Bike Shop Boyfriend, slash Dustin, slash The Godfather, slash The Last Magnificent. Many names, many hats, but only one person, thank goodness. Um to fit all, I guess, all those split personalities. This episode, as promised in previous mentions, is going to be a QA. and um, I've got a list of questions right here. I wrote them down. And I'm going to just tuck right into it. Um, first up is maybe a little bit of a backstory as to why there haven't been any regular updates this past week on the channel. One is the big distraction of uh, work at the moment. I was covering, uh, my day job is working in an office as an administrative assistant, so a lot of that was early get-ups and having to miss my uh, indoor training time. Uh, Bumping everything up by about 45 minutes really was becoming uh, impractical, trying to get onto the trainer for 5 a.m., wasn't happening, especially when my days go from, uh, my work days go from 8 a.m. in this case to uh, 9, 9.30. By the time I finally get home, it's about 10. Uh, by the time I finally get to sleep, it's about 11. So it's a pretty jam-packed day and um, not making excuses, just telling you what's all going on behind the scenes here. Uh, additionally, uh, I had to fulfill all my bike workout requirements a little later than planned so this uh this is currently a long weekend here in uh canada um we call it louis riel day here in manitoba um elsewhere in canada it's called family day so either or um we had a long weekend so it was really nice to get those days off so instead of spreading out my workouts throughout the week i did a block of training from saturday sunday monday uh And then tomorrow I start the next week of training. So uh, I've done all my TSS for the week. Did a little bit more than what I intended it, but uh, I feel pretty good going into the next week. It's going to be rise and grind back to the normal schedule. Excuse me. Um, And yeah, hopefully things are going to be better on that front. Um, On the bike shop front of things, uh, I was also covering for one of the staff who wasn't, uh, who's currently on vacation, and uh, so yeah, so it's been some late nights and such. So, without further ado, let's get to your questions. All right, this is it. This is the Q and A. Let's get right into it. Um, first question is going to be hashtag gravel section. Um, what tires am I going to be riding on this upcoming uh, gravel season? A um, little bit of backstory is that uh, my man, the other Dustin, aka the machine, uh, he just picked up his WTV Riddler 37C tires and um, the hammer slash Carl. He also has the same tire. Uh, my man, the essential is going to go with the gravel King SK edition ones. Um, I think with the same dimension, he'll correct me. It'll be in the comments, hopefully. Um, and yes. Uh, so 
we're all sort of going with approximately the same tire dimension size, I believe. But I feel like uh, because I'm out of the four of us, um, I'm the odd man out who will not be doing cross racing uh, in the fall. So I'm just going to opt out and go big uh, for this particular event. I'm probably going to go with a 45C minimum tire um, if whatever bike I go with fits it. Um, I'm looking at the WTB Riddlers. I'm looking at uh, the Maxxis Ramblers. Um, there's a whole wide assortment of tire selection to go with. We're really feeling this event out. I truly feel that if uh, if we're really going to be giving it uh, the Badlands Gravel Battle, by the way, is the event, um, it's due and due diligence and preparation and all that good stuff uh, with the amount of training that we're all doing, respectively. Um, I really feel that... Uh, Tire selection this year is not necessarily going to be consistent for maybe the three years that we're going to maybe try this. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who changes what, uh, what adaptations, changes, uh, new uh, kit for the bikes, uh, all that good stuff. Um, what kind of adaptations we're going to be doing over the course of all that. Um, but as far as uh, my day-to-day -day rides are uh, concerned there, um, my giant TCR Advance Pro 1 currently has uh, Vittoria Corsa G Pluses, uh, size 25. C tires on there right now. Um, tan sidewall, they look classic. I really like the look of them. However, that being said, the wear on those tires, I get maybe maybe a season or so of riding on them before the sidewalls dry out and uh, they look a little brittle and they start fraying and showing signs of wear. Um, so I'm going to be investing in a new set of those unless I get someone's uh, recommendation to try something else. Um, haven't heard anything yet, so no spoilers on that front, but I do... Uh, foresee myself getting another set of those tires. I do like them. They ride really, really well. They're super grippy. Uh, and when the tarmac condition changes from, say, pebbly asphalt to uh, glass smooth uh, pavement, I find they're super grippy throughout. Even the few times I've ridden them in the wet, um, I still find them incredibly grippy, very confident and inspiring. I do change my handling of my bike during those times, however. So uh, that's not really of much concern there. And then a uh, new bike, maybe I should do a whole segment about my new bike, uh, but it's not a new bike, it's an old bike. And uh, it is my white single speed Giant Bowery from 2008. Um, very popular bike for those, for those folks that own one. Uh, it is actually using the TCR geometry uh, in a single speed format with horizontal dro uh, dropouts. So you can fit, you can turn it into a track bike if you like, but it's a very comfortable geometry all around. I do wish that Giant would consistently make this bike because um, I would be very interested in getting an update of this particular unit. Um, but I just threw a flat bar onto this one and I do have some Strata uh, LGG uh, tires in a size 25 that I've thrown on this one. And you know what? I'm going to do a proper spec out of uh, the bike just momentarily. Hold on. 
All right, as promised, there's a new old bike uh, day slash week going on for me personally. I should have mentioned this actually in the back uh, preamble there, but um, I had this frame that I used to ride for a solid four or five years running consistently. Uh, I've had so many memories on this particular bike, um, so much so both positive and negative Negative would be me going down really hard in a wet condition, dislocating my shoulder and tearing ligaments in the other one. Uh, so that meant lots of rehab, by the way. And then uh, other situations were um, positively uh, were riding birthday rides with uh, some of my friends and having maybe the time of my life on a bike, uh, just sheer debauchery and silly times. It was a lot of fun back then. Uh, I decommissioned it uh, due to the fact that I wasn't riding it all that much. I did get a cyclocross bike and was using that extensively because I was training for cyclocross. Uh, was commuting on that bad boy uh, for a few years there before I sold it. Um, so now that I am recommissioning the bike, I had a whole new wheel set built up. Uh, before it was set up in a fixed gear system, uh, now it's going to be set up in a single speed system. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, I've got some H Plus Sun uh, rims with uh, Paul, comp uh, Paul Components uh, hubs with White Industries Free Hub body on the rear wheel there. And uh, my crank set is and has always been a SRAM Omnium uh, track. Uh, external bottom bracket system so it's a very rigid uh, very uh, reliable crank set and uh, yeah it's all set up and I also swat uh, sorry mumbling words here uh, switched it up from a bullhorn system to a flat bar meaning is then the reasoning behind that is I do want to be a little bit more upright on my bike uh, now that I'm recommissioning it um, just to have that bit more twitchy sort of feel. I should have maybe gone with a slightly wider bar system uh, with some of my friends uh, chiming in on the build as it stands right now. It is actually a very wide bar. Uh, I think I measured it and it's uh, it's almost like two and a half feet of bar. So I feel like for me, that's excessive. Um, but I'm going to see how it in the commute system uh, or commuting on it for the next little bit how the bike as a build right now as it stands um, I'm hoping for good things it's gonna be uh, quite a fun ride in the meantime uh, and I did go freewheel mostly due to I want to save my knees for just a little bit um, the previous gear ratio was much too difficult for me to try and uh, get back into it without any kind of track training or what have you um, so that's, and I've nicknamed this bike Bianca because it is white and uh, I just think it's appropriate for that bike. So oh, also the TCR, uh, for those of you keeping score at home, its nickname is Ginny. Uh, that's, if you check out my Strava, that's actually the name of the bike. Uh, my TCR Advanced Pro, its name is Ginny. The reason being is that I call the paint scheme uh, Gin and 7 Up kind of thing because I don't know and gin Ginny you know it, it makes sense to me it doesn't have to make sense to you it just makes sense to me um, so there's that so that's just the quick backstory about my new old bike and if you want to see some photos of it uh, you can check out my Instagram D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T um, I've got some black and whites of the build in progress it's not 100% done I still need to throw some grips on 
to finish it out and I'm swapping out my current brook saddle because it's kind of broken in for a more aggressive position. Uh, I need to swap out my saddle to allow me to sit a bit more upright. So uh, I'm going to be departing with uh, my brook saddle for the time being. Might keep it for just sentimental cases. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. Next episode. All right, next question. <laughs> episode. So I got asked this question again, uh, and the question is, what bike am I going to be riding for the gravel grind coming up in May? And the answer to that is two answers. One is I'd like to possibly ride a giant TCX SX. Um, I did apply to their Radventure 2018 uh, ambassador program. If I get selected, I'm going to be hopefully... Uh, getting my hands on a TCX SX to ride this gravel grind and see what comes of that. Um, if I don't get into their program, that is fine. That's cool. I've got an alternative pro uh, plan is to go with a Norco Search XR, uh, their current Apex build, and build up a bike very fast and uh, get to know it pretty quickly. I'm pretty much going to exclusively ride it for the two months going into... Uh, uh, into the actual event so that way I know the bike pretty well before riding uh, and I eventually do see myself upgrading that bike uh, either bike actually with um, possibly uh, a SRAM cork power meter crank set uh, going one by for sure on both these bikes um, and the reason being is that I just want to know what kind of effort I'm putting out uh, and how I'm sustaining it and all that good stuff so either bike is going to for sure get upgraded with uh, a power meter. And another power meter that I'm looking at is Easton Cycles uh, or Easton Cycling uh, power meter uh, going with a one by of their system. Uh, I saw the crank set on my man, the Essentials bike. It is a smoking sweet carbon uh, crank set. I don't necessarily need carbon. Um, for my purposes and how I plan on riding this bike, I will probably go with a cork system uh, just because it I can get an aluminum version. Um, and I do foresee myself riding aggressively on the this particular bike in the future, so I don't want to necessarily be all that precious with my bike uh, and the bike parts, but I do want some performance parts on there to know how I'm doing. Uh, numbers wise and only for my own bike nerd data crunching after the fact so those are the two bikes that I am currently looking at hoping to get my hands on either of them and uh, let it be known that once I do you will not be hearing the end of it for at least two episodes of the bike shop boyfriend podcast and uh, I'm saying that with quite the big smile on my face um, and going on from there so uh, Hopefully that answers that question for you. So this next question I think is uh, very interesting from a, uh, it's a good question. I just think it's a good question. Um, the question reads, why have you uh, slowed down in terms of your episode production uh, quantity? Yeah, quantity here. Um, it's a very great question. Thank you very much for answer, uh, for asking it. Uh, this was actually asked in person. And the main reason is uh, just due to the amount of distractions that I currently have going on. And also, I'm trying to give more quality than quantity at the moment. 
Um, I'm not trying to overthink these podcasts too, too much in terms of their pre-planning and uh, getting too caught up in the trying to make it perfect sense of things. Um, I am just trying to create more and more value. And as things get closer to springtime at the bike shop, I do plan on actually having more of a rate of, I'm hoping to get at least two to three of these episodes out. So that way uh, they feel a bit more regular. There's a bit more volume to enjoy and consume. Um, I do appreciate the fact that everyone is enjoying these podcasts uh, episodes as they're being compiled. So uh, I do want them to be somewhat varied, give them each uh, a certain amount of attention and try and put my best foot forward on each, if that makes sense. Um, So to do that, sometimes I do need to ease off on the quantity of how many are coming out. I do try and average about one a week. Um, And I do know before that I was pumping out maybe two or three a week uh, before that, but I also had more to say at that time. So as spring comes uh, to the fore, Um, and the bike shop itself is going to be a bit more busy. Will I be able to actually record and, uh, make content for you guys? I don't know. We will see. That's my challenge. And I do try and fulfill on certain challenges. So that's one of them that I would like to uh, do. I am looking at getting a bit more of a professional system, uh, handheld system. So that way I can actually do full on interviews off the cuff. Um, and I will try and carry that particular unit on me at all times while I'm working, uh, just in case there's like a great topic or if I can just catch some ambient noises or if I'm doing a bike fitting, um, I think there's like really, really great audio moments that are there. And, uh, I did try and capture a few times, but trying to just navigate the app, uh, sorry, trying to get onto my iPhone, trying to get into uh, the anchor.fm app and then also trying to hit play record and then it times out after about five minutes or so Um, some and then sometimes the actual gem of the audio itself takes place after that five minutes um, because it is just raw audio and I can't quite you know dictate as to when those gems are coming right so the idea is that I'm going to get uh, a more professional recorder so that way I can actually record maybe an hour's worth of audio, trim it down, upload it, and hopefully get it out to you guys that way. Um, but yeah, let me know if you guys have any uh, tips and suggestions actually for what you want to listen to. Uh, what do you want to hear when uh, when the mic is on? Um, Do you want to hear more interactions with me and my colleagues? Uh, Do you want to hear more interactions with myself and customers? It's really, this channel is all about what you want. Uh, So I'm very much in a conversational, uh, two-way conversation type, uh, two-way interaction almost um, type of mindset when it comes to how I'm creating the content. Right now, I just feel it's really one way except for these Q&As, which I very much appreciate. Thank you very much to, again, everyone who's submitted questions. Um, But yeah, that's the reasoning behind everything. Sorry, it's a little bit of a long-winded answer, but uh, that's actually how I've been thinking about uh, these podcasts in the last little bit. Um, But the good news is, yes, there's more content coming, more volume coming very, very shortly. Stay tuned. I just needed to be a bit more busy in the bike shop. It's trying to, it's been very quiet lately. So there's that. That's the only reason why I haven't been making a lot of content.
All right, next question is a little bit, I guess, on the periphery of everything I do, but I have been talking about it, so it's really great to see a follow-up question for it. Are, is, sorry, this is the question, how are ticket sales for the Cops for Kids uh, fundraiser that is taking place March 24th? If I got that date wrong, uh, Paul's going to correct me momentarily. I appreciate that. Thank you, Paul. Um, answer is for... The location that I am selling tickets at, um, so at the bike shop, uh, we've actually sold already uh, three or four tickets. I myself have bought a ticket, so we have 15 tickets remaining. Um, But I will say that uh, there's actually been an update in some of the memorabilia that uh, Paul has been collecting, and I'm actually very, very excited for some of it. Uh, Some of it is coming from Canada's own Michael slash Rusty Woods, um, who's part of Education First Draypack, powered by Cannondale. They have the longest title I've ever seen. Um, He sent some stuff. Uh, Phil Guyman has sent some stuff, uh, signed it. with cookies and all that good stuff on it. So I'm really stoked for that. There's also some, uh, I'm gonna get this 100% wrong, but there's these really interesting uh, bike locks that are ideal for coffee stops. So, and they fit pretty discreetly into a saddlebag when riding, so they don't take up a lot of space. They're great for when uh, you and your mates do coffee stops. quickly keep your bike secure while you run in and go grab a coffee before you run back out. Um, so that's really good. So that way you don't have to keep your bikes uh, unattended. Um, and then there's also some stuff from Jeremy powers. Uh, there's a world championship Jersey signed by Canada's own Catherine Pendrel when she won it back in 2014. Um, so that's an incredible prize. All this really, really sweet memorabilia is coming their way. Um, there's going to be probably a little bit more to, to update you on that. So ticket sales are actually going very well. However, it was Valentine's day this past week. So I will say that people's priorities were a little bit different than, uh, bike nerds such as myself, uh, who is single. So I had no excuse. So I did buy a ticket. And if you are in a great relationship right now and you celebrated valentine's day that is awesome but if you're in the winnipeg area and you're a cyclist you have now no excuse to go pick up a ticket at least a support ticket it's only 10 bucks i recommend doing it so um going for the children's wish foundation which is an incredible cause these uh this group of riders uh are both civilian and uh enlisted i don't I, I guess badged um, police officers, I guess. I, I don't even know what they're really called. Uh, I just call them police officers. Um, they're going to be riding from Winnipeg all the way down to Tucson, Arizona over the course of five days. It's going to be insane uh, how much they're going to be doing. So um, mega, 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 mega days in the saddle. And that's going down in September. Uh, I've been somewhat invited to uh see them from winnipeg uh towards going south um i'm gonna have to try and figure out some kind of logistic for myself for if i do ride with them uh i do need a spot for uh to get picked up so i can get driven back to town um 
who knows maybe i'll make it a bit of a mega ride in september like a strava fondo or something to that effect um we'll see how it, the whole thing goes um but yeah we'll see what's all going on i'm very much looking forward to this event it's actually going to be a really great evening um it's actually also the same evening as my niece's first birthday so i'll be celebrating big time uh, that particular Saturday, it's going to be great. I'm very much looking forward to the whole thing. So um, that's how ticket sales are currently going. All right, next question. Do or Have I gone out and bought a humidifier as I said I would previously? The answer to that is no. No, I have not. I got no excuses for you. I just have not gone out and bought a humidifier yet. All right, I think this is going to be my last question for this episode of Bike Shop Boyfriend. Um, what have I learned this week? I think that's kind of profound. Um, so I'm going to try and address it in a very literal manner. Um, a few things. One is uh, regarding my uh, particular workout schedule. Uh, due to opening up for the office earlier than uh, intended or expected, um, it really did throw a monkey wrench into how I approach my rise and grind type strategy of working out before I go to work. Um, so I do have a particular sweet spot for the particular times that I do work out and the earlier the better um, if it's an hour-long workout I do really well uh, first thing no excuses barely awake um, my water bottles are already on my bike my trainer is all set up um, calibrated boom ready to go I just need to turn on the fan I need to put on my bib shorts my cycling socks my heart rate monitor throw on my shoes throw my leg over the saddle clip in and go um, it's a very small checklist, the least amount of friction between getting out of bed and getting into the saddle, the better. Um, and I really need to adhere to that strategy to be successful for my hour long workouts, my longer than an hour workout workouts. Um, I tend to do better in the early morning or in the early afternoon. Uh, reason being is I do need a few calories uh, before I actually get in there. Um, so I might as well drink some coffee, uh, usually a nice little French press. I'm going to talk about coffee in just a second, actually. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that I do really well with waking up properly, getting motivated, staring at my bike a little bit. Um, Maybe watching a bike race, cyclocross, or road racing now that it's started. Ooh, I could talk about that soon. Yay! Um, sorry, just got distracted and excited there momentarily. Um, but yeah, those are all the big sort of things I'm looking forward to uh, sort of doing to keep on this good schedule. Um, Fatigue-wise, I feel really great. I don't feel terribly tired. I feel like I am recovering well. I'm eating really, really well. Um, I have like at least a salad a day, which is really good. I find to get all the fruits, uh, sorry, all the veggies in my system, uh, the occasional fruit smoothie on that nutritional side of things and on the non-nutritional side of things. And this just ties into, uh, treat yourself a little bit while you're working so hard. One of my staff at the bike shop, Alex, he, uh, brought in some, uh, speculos, uh, also known as 
windmill cookies. They're kind of a digestive ginger snap. Um, that's probably the best way to describe these things. Um, they are incredibly good. I am not a cookie person. I'm not a sweets person necessarily, uh, especially on the baked good side of things. But uh, I found these cookies at a small little German uh, deli. Amazing cookies, $4.50, buys you a decent pack of them, and they match so well with uh, latte-based coffee drinks. I mean, holy smokes, so good. And uh, on the flip side of it, um, we were also talking about uh, <laughs> uh, the Stroop waffle. Um, those are syrup waffles, so it's actually two waffle cookie-type yeah, type cookies, and in between there's an actual layer of syrup in between the two, and it's slightly congealed. And the idea is that you put it on top of a hot mug of coffee. The rising steam off that mug heats up the waffle, uh, and actually heats up the syrup in between those two layers of waffles, and it makes like this really gooey type sweet, um, just deliciousness with your coffee. I don't know why I haven't discovered this sooner. I am so late to the party, but those are the things that I've learned this week. And I have to thank everyone for answering, uh, for submitting questions. And hopefully you guys found these answers entertaining. Um, but yeah, those are all the things that I've learned this week. So mostly cookies and also got to stick to my times, uh, for being successful. Um, yeah. So I'm going to shut this one out. That's it. Bike Shop Boyfriend episode 25 done. All right, just to give a little bit of a preface on this one, uh, is my man, the machine came into the shop. He just picked up some uh, gravel grind tires, the WTB Riddler 30, uh, 37C, I should say. Um, and he was also asking about getting into an enduro bike type system uh, for upcoming bike handling skills that he just wants to brush up on. And it's also been a few years since he last got a mountain bike. So he's looking at something new, um, whether he gets one or not this year, I don't quite know if that's going to be a reality, but if it is, you'll hear about it. Um, but my man, uh, John, who I work with, uh, is, uh, former we'll say former i think he he's given up going downhill um but he has a lot of experience riding mountain bikes and uh he's still got some chops when you see him zipping around the store just noodling around with bikes when it's quiet um this is john giving his two cents uh about different bike skills to like learn about how to keep your momentum going on a technical course uh, the up downs of riding here in Manitoba. Um, and yeah, just some insights from someone who's, uh, ridden East coast, West coast, and, uh, the prairies in between. So food for thought. It's really interesting. Uh, his thoughts and his analogies sometimes are really great. So enjoy on the brakes into the corner and then sprinting out. They've lost so much momentum that you maintain yours going through at a proper angle. Yeah. Um, I also took a course in rally driving. No, BMX racing. Ah, <laughs> nice. And uh, the passing is through the corners, right? Where you have a banked course, and you, depending on 
whether you're sitting to the up and outside of the corner or diving into the inside using that, that bank to, to gain speed as you come down the course like in track racing yeah right um, but in the the more if if you feel your fitness is at a level where you know obviously we can all improve uh, if you want to take your game to the next level improve your bike handling skills get some cones set up yeah. get some get some spray paint set up some some flat corners some turns some chicanes in a parking lot in a field somewhere and uh, just learn how that bike falls over how far can you push it till you crash and in winter you crashing is way less serious than in summer because uh, you're it's dressed warm. and padded and you land in snow ish 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 you know um, I've shinned really ice. good and you, on some ice before yeah. do you have any hockey Equipment. No. What? Soccer equipment? Your sons? Son. And he's eight. And he doesn't play hockey. If you've ever played, yeah, go, go to like play it against sports, get some knee shin pads or something. Yeah. Because uh, you will hit your knees. You, yeah. will, you will fall down. If you're not falling down, you haven't tried hard enough. Yeah. Um, That's true. But learn, learn how to do sweeping left and right hand corners until you lay the bike down. Yeah. 